So I'll give a, a little bit of guidance to start off. Like when a plane is leaving the airport, there's usually a couple of people down on the airport landing strip with flags and they help guide the plane out of its birth. I don't mean like birth, death, birth, <laughs> out of its parking place onto the runway so that it can do the proper maneuvers to safely leave the airport. So this little bit of guidance here is to help us just safely leave what we think is comfortable and safe, our current landing space, but for us to dive deeply into the heart, we need to take off all our attachments, the harness to the world, all that binds us to our daily activities, projects, agendas, hopes, fears, dreams, disappointments, all the things that swirl in the mind and keep us preoccupied and busy on the surface of things. And our aim here is to detach from that, really detach, put down. We have to sit quietly, comfortably, and make that intention in the mind to stop, to really stop, to pause, put everything else in life on pause so that we can dedicate ourselves to this moment with full-hearted attention. Please do make sure that your cell phones are also on pause. They can be so very alluring and inveigling. What did the world do before we had all these devices? Surely people connected in a different way. The most significant connection we can make is an internal one. So we might be pulling the plug on the thinking mind and on our external preoccupations. But as we do that, we're able to plug in and connect securely, making a secure connection to our internal modalities. And these are to be developed. This is a constant work. So it requires our vigilance, our energy, our appropriate attention, our sustained attention, our mindfulness, our care. our perseverance, 
our determination and our faith. We have to trust this path, this approach, this work, and what we're longing for, what we wish to discover in this work. Based on our intimations or intuitions from what we've heard from others, but more importantly, what we ourselves intuitively know to be wholesome and fruitful for us. So we point the mind, we direct the mind towards Nibbana, towards freedom from suffering, whether we actually know what that means or not is a discovery. We're going to discover what that means and what it doesn't mean. And this is very important for establishing a verified faith. Sometimes we have to begin this journey with blind faith, just trusting the Buddha because he was truly a marvelous teacher and guide for human beings, for devas, for higher beings, for all beings, a teacher of gods and humans alike. And he fully developed this path and it is due to that inner development to his full potential as a human being, he awoke to the truth and was able to manifest it across two and a half millennia so that here and now, breath by breath, we can benefit from his guidance, from the map which he has so compassionately construed and developed for us through his vast teachings and explanations and exhortations. Through his great compassion, we are able to sit here today together digitally at least, but in, in the heart, we are closer to each other than we know. And we will soon see that because we meet in the Dhamma. So quietly following your breathing, knowing that this is the way this is the way to go forth into the unknown and find the true riches of this human journey, the spiritual wealth that will satisfy our deepest and highest longings. No earthly thing or experience can satiate that longing. Therefore, we sit and breathe 
and observe our experience of breathing, of being in the body, of watching the mind, the mind observing itself, knowing itself, This is radical work. So keep your attention sustained on the breath or on the body, on the mind or on dhammas. Using any format that you have been training in, Not thinking. Really feel the breath. Or really listen to the moment to the sound of silence, whatever prevailing object you're focusing on, be present for it. Don't allow the mind to wander out. We're developing our inner vision here. And the inner vision only functions with what is presently appearing in consciousness. We don't stray into the future, the non-existent future. It's just a concept. What is real is here, where we sit, where we breathe, where we live. This is right resort, is the present moment. In the same way, not straying into the past, thinking, fermenting opinions. Fermenting is not a good thing here because it does, it begins to have an odor, and usually the, the odor, lingering odor of thinking about the past is not a healthy one. Longing for the past or regretting the past. Wishing we could change it or go back somehow, if only. Just let that go. These are not useful. They can be enervating, robbing us of a wonderful fount of energy that naturally arises when the mind goes to stillness, goes to one-pointedness. At first, you might be noticing one breath and then another breath 
by and by, as your attention and your ability to focus develops, then even a part of one breath will become the main phenomena apparent in consciousness, and it may predominate the whole field of awareness. Just a small fragment of half a breath, a minuscule portion of a breath. The breath grows vast as we enter into it. It can fill up all of our consciousness. The more we enter into the breath, we let go into it. We let the breath spread throughout the body, not sheltering it in one place, but allowing it to expand as it will. Don't force anything. Don't create expansion of the breath, but let the breath be as it is and move as it does. And just stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with the sound. Stay with the feeling. Stay with whatever arises. But stay with it. Commit to it. Welcome it as a good friend and stay with it. It's like an anchor to keep the mind grounded in itself, not wandering into the realms of thought, fantasy, cogitation, imagination, worry, flurry, and all of that. You're going between the thoughts into the vast space of the mind. It's like a universe. It's so vast. Inconceivably vast. There, we can roam and be free in that vast space. Just from knowing it. We don't have to travel anywhere. We just know it and we relax in the knowing of it. We just allow it to be and in that we can disappear. We don't really appear anymore as a solid being, just awareness itself, awareness knowing the mind or awareness knowing an object of the mind through the inner visual formation pathway, through the ear door, through listening and tasting the moment, through feeling, through sensing it, not thinking, but sensing. Then we can directly intuit and understand what is arising. What are we experiencing? We bless it in this posture of pure present moment awareness. We actually bless this moment. 
we are looking with kindness, with a gaze that is compassionate to all that arises. The breath may bring with it unexpected guests, like contracted feeling or fear, some hostile sense of negativity or irritation. And when those feelings arise, if they arise, we try to just be present for them without any sense of ownership. No me, no mine, just present moment phenomena and see their impermanence arising, falling away. Arising, falling away. Allow that process to continue in a natural way. We don't cling to any of it. We don't judge it. We don't judge ourselves. But if we begin to get caught up in some ill wind, then we abandon that. As soon as we're aware of being caught up, we let it go. And we follow the natural course of the breath to this unfolding soaking, immersing ourselves in the truth of this impermanence. We bathe in it. There's nothing to hold on to at all. And we bathe in that. So nothing within us to hold on to. This is a profound teaching right there. Allow this process to unfold in its own way without manipulating or interfering. Just the mind knowing the mind, the mind knowing the body. Not anyone else's mind, not anyone else's feelings, just our own just what is arising in this domain of this mental sphere to which we are now directly connected. And the mind will of its own settle and settle if we let it by not clinging in any way, neither to the joy neither to the pain. We just know these things for what they are. We investigate them and see their impermanence and see the suffering of that impermanence. And we see the emptiness of that. Then we taste freedom. Freedom from that dukkha.
In a few moments, I'll ring the bell. Just review how it's been, how well the mind would settle. And if not, what kind of weather system was disturbing it? Thoughts, tension, worry, pain in the body. Just be aware of how you traveled and where you settled and how well or not well. And what to realign, where to put more energy, where to adjust next time, or how to repeat that. How to return to the sacred within. Thank mm-hmm. you.